0: You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today.
1: But in our text, mathematically, he talks about seven weeks. These weeks represent years, don't they? Seven times seven is 49, isn't that right? and so these seven weeks then he talks about another set another division of 62 weeks and we know uh, that 62 times 7 is 434 isn't that right and 434 plus 49 my friend brings us uh, to 483 and we're talking about 7 times 70 equaling 490 and we know that that last week those. Those last seven years, four hundred and eighty-three. Well, and plus seven brings us to four hundred and ninety. I'm talking about mathematically. This book is right every single time. Amen. Now, on a Hebrew calendar, there's three hundred sixty days, and three hundred sixty times four hundred and eighty-three is one hundred seventy-three thousand eight hundred and eighty days. These days are made up of four decrees and we're not going to all of those decrees but they were sent by four different uh, uh, we know kings of Persia and the Bible talks about these other kings uh, as Daniel saw those different world powers uh, as he saw Persia and Greece uh, and we know that he saw uh, the Roman Empire and the revised Roman Empire. He saw the lion, he saw the leopard or the bear, the leopard uh, and he saw the beast coming out. All of these were representing uh, those powers that would come, and my friend, listen. Nebuchadnezzar, who was the head of gold, uh, the middle Persians being the, uh, the arms uh, or the breasts, and the arms of silver, and Greece being that thigh, the belly and thighs of breasts, uh, and the Romans uh, uh, being those legs of iron uh, and those feet of iron and clay. All of that represents those world powers. Do you know something? If you go back and study the gravity weight, somewheres I've got the gravity weight of those different types of silver and gold and brass and iron. And when you think about that, the gravity weight of all of this, it it tells us one thing. Uh, You think about the gravity weight of of gold is 19.3. The gravity weight of silver is 10.5. The gravity weight of brass is 8.5 iron is 7.6 clay is 1.9 you say preacher what are you saying I'm saying Nebuchadnezzar's image uh, that represents those world powers uh, that would come that would conquer each other do you know why it was top heavy from the very beginning meaning that it would rise uh, but it would surely fall friend I'm telling you uh, 70 years of Babylon uh, uh, 200 years of the Medo Persians 180 years uh, of Greece uh, under Alexander the Great uh, and Antiochus Epiphanes uh, and then 500 years of the Romans uh, longer than all of those powers together but one thing that they all have in common is that every one of them rose uh, and every one of them have fallen. Amen. Except one empire. There's one empire that is coming that will never fail. There's one empire that's going to rule with a rod of iron. My friend, the Bible talks about him and everything in Daniel's prophecy is leading that nation to that point. We think about those 173,880 days. It brings us, my friend, just about 29 years past the death of Christ. Jesus died in 30 AD. And can I tell you, friend, when you think about this, uh, uh, this decree came to pass, uh, and we know that it was marked by the death of Jesus and the destruction of Jerusalem in AD 70 by the Romans, uh, which is exactly what is mentioned in verse number 25. Messiah will be cut off. uh, uh, The city is going to be destroyed, and the same. Sanctuary, you say, Brother Gravely, what are you saying? I'm saying the Bible is rich uh, and the Bible is true, uh, and you can bake on it. Uh, if God, my friend, is right, was right 69 times, uh, He will be right the 70th time. Mathematically. Then there is the meaning of this revelation. Why would God send this 70th week? Why would God send 70 weeks? The answer is found in verse 24. He said the 70 weeks are determined upon thy people and upon thy holy city, talking about the Jews in Jerusalem for these reasons. You ought to mark them. Number one, to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity. To bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up the vision and the prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Amen. Can I tell you, friend, that uh, uh, God told Daniel not only what he was going to do, but he told him why he was going to do it. Amen. And what you ought to mark about that verse uh, is that God is going to, number one, he is going to finish the transgression, then he is going to make an end of sin, uh, and then he's going to reconcile iniquity. You see, the whole purpose of these seven. 70 weeks uh, and that 70th week is to purge Israel of unbelief. Uh, it's to bring them to the point uh, where the blinders are taken off uh, and they see him for who he is. Uh, but he has to be cut off. He has to die. They have to crucify him. They have to go through the seven year tribulation period. Uh, all of this uh, is a purging uh, of transgression and sin and iniquity. Amen. Amen. There's something about verse 24 we ought to note. That is that God, before he ever blesses anyone or anybody, he always deals with sin in its completeness.
0: We would like to take this opportunity to invite you to the Hope of Israel National Conference, May 21st to the 24th. This year's conference will be held at the Zion Hill Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina. This is truly one of a kind meeting as Bible-believing Baptists gather from around the country to stand with Israel. Mark your calendars now for this all-important conference on Israel, prophecy, and the end times. Once again, those dates are May the 21st to the 24th. For more information, you can go to the conference website, rapture.today. That is the word rapture, R-A-P-T-U-R-E, rapture.today.
1: When Jesus came, they wanted to make Him king, didn't they? April the 2nd, A.D. 30, just a few days before our Lord died. He rode into town, that great triumphal entry. And they wanted to make him king. But he didn't come to be king. he came to be a sacrifice. And his blood was upon them, and it is upon the nation of Israel. All of this is a part of God's process. Of dealing with transgression, iniquity and sin. What is that for? It's for this next cause that he mentioned to bring in everlasting righteousness. Do you know what the end result of God every single time is to resurrect righteousness. You know why God redeemed man to bring back righteousness. The battle of the ages is not between man and Satan. It's between God and Satan. I'm going to tell you something, friend. Satan came walking through the garden, slithering in that day, and attacked man. Man was nothing more than a battleground between the devil and God himself. I want to tell you, when God came walking through the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam told him what Satan did, God turned immediately to the serpent before he ever spoke to Adam or the woman and my friend God waged war on the devil that day and what the devil didn't know is the battle plans had already been laid out before the foundations of the world heaven had hold of the answer before the devil ever created the problem God knew that in the end he would prove down through the ages that he would redeem man he would purge make the earth. He would set his son on the throne. He would resurrect Israel and he would prove that Jesus is the only king. He's the only one. That he is the God of the ages. Amen. And so through all of that, God in the millennial will establish righteousness in such a way that the world has never seen. He'll begin, my friend, in that great battle in Revelation 19, as John said, and I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. I'm trying to quit, but I can't help it right now. And he said, his eyes were as a flame of fire and upon his head were many crowns and he had a name written that no man knew but himself he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood that's not the blood of Calvary friend that's the blood of God's judgment that's about to be poured out on the kings and the captains of this world he said the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses clothed in fine linen white and clean and the Bible said that out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword that with that he should smite the nations and he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God and he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I'm telling you, friend, in that Jehoshaphat valley all the kings and the captains are going to gather themselves together. The Bible said an angel is going to come down and dry up the river Euphrates and my friend, it's going to open up those kings from the east to come to the west and they're going to gather everybody together to do battle against the Son of God. Be in that very moment that the city, the holy city will be at its lowest point. The Jews will be scattered. They'll be hiding in that little rose red city called Petra. The Bible says that the city will have been rifled, the women will have been ravished, and it'll look like the Jews will be annihilated. The man of sin, the Bible talks about in verse number 27, will have made a covenant and a league with Israel at the beginning of that tribulation period, but will have broken it midways. Uh, and my friend would we'll have called, we'll set himself up just as Nebuchadnezzar did uh, to establish a one world government and power. And my friend, he wants one world worship. Uh, that's what he desires. Uh, but he will break the covenant and all the wrath and fury of hell will be poured out, poured out upon them Jews. Uh, and my friend, they will run to that city. And my friend, listen, the, It'll be a time like they have never seen before. But heaven's going to open, and the king's going to come. And brother while they're gathered in that, in that valley with their fleet of ships and their uh, tanks and their uh, missiles and their weapons and their armies uh, by the millions and millions. uh, I want to tell you something. uh, The sky is going to roll back. uh, I'm telling you like it's never rolled back before. Revelation 1-7 is going to be a reality. Every eye is going to see him and they also which pierced him and all kindreds of the earth are going to wail because of him and the kings are coming free and he's bringing an army with him Uh, Thank God he's going to come riding in uh, to this universe. uh, And we're coming back, praise God. Uh, We're going to ride with the king of glory as he comes again. But he won't launch a scud missile. He won't toss a grenade. And we won't even grab hold of a sword. He'll speak. And the Bible says the blood will flow to the horse's bridle. And while the blood's still running through the streets, the Bible says that Jesus will put his feet on the Mount of Olives. And the word of God said it'll divide from the east to the west. And he'll come walking down through that valley. The word of God said the mountains are going to drop down with new wine. Hallelujah! Milk and honey is going to flow. The psalmist said he owns a cattle on a thousand hillsides. I'm going to tell you, there's going to be a river run through the desert. There'll be streams in the desert. Life will be. In the- you
0: are listening to portions of the Hope of Israel National Conference, which takes place each year the week before Memorial Day.